and Pete. Live from the Weathertight Windows Studio. Unique opinions, compelling conversation, and the best in afternoon entertainment. Now, the conversation continues. It's time for It's Okay, It's Not Okay. Now, on Drew Garamo. I meant to say this to start off the joints. Can I say something real quick? Of course. Three important things in my universe today. Uh, this is now the... I don't even know, like 14th anniversary of Danielle and I's first date ever Aww. at Steak and Shake in Leesburg, Florida. Hell yeah. It is my parents' uh, 36th wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary. And uh, as much as I love all of them, uh, most importantly, uh, it is uh, beloved Brody's 11th birthday today. And uh, he enjoyed his morning with a new Aww. bed and uh, steak breakfast. So shout out oh. to Brody and everybody else. What a day. Did you go to the store to get him a steak? Just oh, yeah. For- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, dude, I got a, uh, yeah, yeah. Greenwise, grass-fed, strip. He'll have ha- he had half this morning. He'll have the, he'll have oh, the rest tonight. He's, he deserves it. He's, he's, he's spoiled rotten. What a great dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. That's a great day for you. Then. It really is. It's a lot. Uh, it, it's it's a lot. That is a lot. And it, it, it's, it, it's very... Uh, I, I said to Danielle, I'm like, do we celebrate this as an anniversary now that we have a wedding anniversary? Oh. So we, uh, you know, we don't really partake in a lot of like holidays like this but we'll have a we'll have a nice evening all those things well happy all of those things. thank you happy valentine's day to my valentine and everybody's valentine and then let's get to your calls on this it's okay it's not okay yeah did you see any of the highlights from Uh, the uh, most people did from the phoenix uh, open well i saw you had been kind of building it up all week and you mentioned it a couple times and then i saw the the images and i thought okay like uh, drew said it was rowdy but I didn't know it was rowdy like this. I mean, that's uh, that's ECW in 96 rowdy. So I like anything untraditional in golf because it exposes non-golf fans. Like if you're not a golf fan and you see that dude hitting the hole in one and the people spraying beer everywhere in the stands, you're like, well, that doesn't look stuffy. That looks fun, right? Yeah. Is it okay or not okay that if someone hits a hole in one at number 16, they throw bottles and cans on the green pretty much at them. Like, that goes, in my opinion, that goes a step too far. I have to say, and, I, and I'm going to be I'm going to be 100 with you here. Okay, yep. it's all based on my love for professional wrestling, and 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 it started the night. And I'm not joking; I'm being serious. It started the night that the NWO formed when Hogan turned on the Macho Man and dropped that big leg drop. They threw all that trash in the ring, and it was crazy. And that started becoming a thing. Every time the NW would come out, they would throw trash at them, and I absolutely loved it. I oh. think it gives it such this like over the top big feel and when i saw the images of all that stuff flying through the air and there's liquid and there's cans and god knows what i thought this is what golf is missing this is what takes it to the next level and i don't want to see anybody hurt but i also i do appreciate um i do appreciate the rowdiness i think you can have the rowdiness 
without having volunteers and players scurrying for cover if somebody is lucky enough to get a hole in one. Well, I would I would have to know more about what the contents of most of these things are because I mean let, let's face it I don't know what what a beer cost you at a at a golf tournament right but for the most part any sporting event a beer is going to cost you about 12 13 bucks so I, I'm not envisioning full bottles or even full cans just being thrown full speed at somebody's head I'm seeing a lot of empty cans maybe just empty completely being lobbed through the air for added effect so I think we keep it until somebody gets hurt. Like, why make rules for something that hasn't happened yet? 727-579-1025. If you look up the images of these volunteers and the the hundreds of beer cans and bottles that are on the green in the bunker, it's amazing that no one has been hit yet. And I think you've got to protect these golfers because... It's all it's going to take is one full bottle to hit somebody on the head. I'm not trying to like rework the question here, but it's kind of just came to me. Is it okay that golf is still so damn stuffy? I mean, and I just feel that when I saw that image, I'm get me there. I, I want to go like today. So I, I just wonder if it doesn't need to be that it doesn't right. need to be things being thrown and stuff, but, but does the excitement there give you a peek into what could be if you kind of, gave up all of the old-timey rules that seem to come along with golf. I think there's a happy medium to be found somewhere. Well, maybe, but, I mean, you have, you, you do admit that that golf has these almost, I don't even know the word, like religion. It's almost like religion yeah. for these people that play golf forever. I mean. I would just think that the, the people at the Waste Management Phoenix Open would, I don't know, maybe restrict sales to, to plastic cups. So that people aren't throwing projectiles at players? Yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes things are like, they're going to happen. I mean, somebody threw a a beer at Ron Artest, the malice in the palace broke out, okay? That's true. That's the worst case scenario, and I don't see that happening in golf. (laughs) It would be pretty messed up if a golfer just went into the stands swinging their club. Oh, you don't want Brooks or Bryson going into those stands and beating somebody's ass. Now, now here's the thing I haven't heard. was there big blowback from the players? Are they like, what the hell are we doing here? I haven't seen any post-tournament quotes from any players yet because I think they're kind of afraid to speak out because next year they'll get booed mercilessly. Look, if you don't hit the green on number 16, those uh, those fans will boo you, and they will boo during your putt, and they will boo during your next swing. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it does seem as if – so is it like that always? Like, was that a big difference from the past? Uh, it's been like that for several years. I know after Tiger hit a hole-in-one a couple of years ago at number 16, the same thing happened. Beers just went flying. God forbid that dude should have gotten hit by a beer because then you would have seen no more beer sales there ever. Uh, well, I did see, I don't know if you saw this, a robot uh, named Tiger Woods also hit a hole-in-one at the Phoenix Open. A robot? Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, that's what the headline says. Drew Grab Alive, hello, who are you? This is Dave. Hey, Dave, what's up, man? Hey, Drew. Good to hear that you're back in the studio, man. Nice to be here. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that a lot, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, Another thing about throwing the bottles, what about the damage it's doing to the green itself? The the full bottle beer, that's leaving a hell of a divot. (laughs) Dude, it sure is. And there were a couple of putts that you could see that took an unexpected little hop. And, and maybe that was from a little indentation from a beer bottle hitting the green. Why are you golfers always trying to take the fun out of golf? That is true. It's just like, why can't we just drink and throw things on the green without it somehow ruining the green? I mean, it's grass, okay? Put some seed on it. It's finely manicured grass. Okay. I, I, got a, I got a little story for you. I was in uh, Talladega. This was many years ago. Oh, yeah. Roll and, Tide. Uh, Jeff, 
Jeff Gordon won the race, and uh, damn right he did. Boy, when when he when he was taking a checker flag down there, boy, they were pelting all the Earnhardt fans were just throwing their beer cans at it. I have to tell you, I watched back to back two documentaries: one about the making of Days of Thunder, and the second about the beef between Gordon and Earnhardt. Yeah, it was. I mean, I lived it. We went. My my dad used to take us every Sunday to go watch the NASCAR race, and we would go to the bowling alley and draw, play the cars and watch it up on the big screen. So w- we loved Jeff Gordon in our house. I knew it was real, but it was real, real. I mean. Yeah. They they were fighting. There were death threats. I mean, the, specifically the Earnhardt fans wanted Jeff Gordon dead during oh the God. day. Yeah. Jeez. It's a simpler time. Over racing. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, guy. Appreciate it a lot. Have a good one. Uh, you too, guys. Thanks, man. What if they gave people something to throw? Right. Uh, totally fine with that. Yeah. Like little, little of those uh, those planes where they go loop-de-loo yeah. like you see in the mall? I pitched it, but I don't believe in it. I, I think that's... Uh, We've got to be going the opposite way. We can't find ways to pussify golf more. We've got to we've got to do things to push it to the next level. What if there was a different? Uh, what about this? What if there was a different tour? All right. So like a tour that's just for rowdy, rowdy, like the Happy Gilmore tour, and it's all for rowdy fans. And yeah, but but are any good golfers going to want to no, do that? Not at all. Like, does any golfer appreciate that? I think so for a second. Until they start, you know, chanting in his backswing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find more dirt about this tournament. I guess people were not literally dying, but there was a lot of people that fell out over the weekend. Uh, seizures, uh, oh. heat-related injuries. Dude, I'm telling you, before the gates open at like 6.30 a.m., people are already liquored up and chanting and uh, and singing that. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, hi, Drew Grab Alive. Who are you? Hey, man, it's Steve. Hi, I called Steve. you last year and told you you were a pretty man. <laughs> cool. My bad. Anyways, I, I was just about to bring up the Happy Gilmore thing, man. I'm I'm like mid twenties, late twenties. I've never been too interested, but that sounds awesome. I'm with John sitting on this one. It's totally okay. It sounds awesome. I will say when I get the peak of of that was the, the first thing that came to mind is when they go through that Happy Gilmore craze, and all of a sudden golf is trying to figure out what to do because they've got these people with beer bongs and stuff. I, I just why can't it be that way? I mean, is that I mean they're doing okay, I guess. Yeah, but but couldn't you? grow the sport a little bit if, yes. if some people felt like I, I honestly I'm looking forward to going to the Valspar I really yeah. am for the concert for the experience and I've been to others but I just automatically don't necessarily feel like it's for me great point and if it was more of a rowdy atmosphere where you knew you were they weren't gonna be like Shh. yeah where you just chant whenever you want because let's be honest what's harder to do hit a stationary golf ball or hit a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. It's harder to hit a fastball. I mean, I would, I would definitely think. And there's, there's far more danger uh, involved. I right. mean, your, your, your life is, is on the line there because this ball could very easily crack you in the skull. So then people are allowed to scream bloody murder, say epithets about the batter and his family, and we just accept it. That's the way things are. Yet someone stands over a golf ball that's not going to move an inch. And if someone coughs, everybody's like, oh, my God. Well, that's the th- And I'm, I'm not I'm not trying. I feel like this next comment is going to sound as if I'm trying to really be a dick to golfers. But I'm not. With you just saying that, like, what's at play here? Are they are they do you not almost if you added this element does the game not get more impressive? Like, are, is a golfer so and this is the term I don't want to use, but I'm going to use it. Bear with me. Is the golfer so mentally weak that that they can't experience a crowd like every other sport in existence has? Uh, I don't know that I would use mental weakness, but your point, your point lands. There's something. Your, your point lands. 
727-579-1025. Drew Grab Alive, who are you? I take it back. This is Johnny. You shouldn't. You made a good point. Yeah. Hi, Johnny. Sorry, Todd. Hey, that's, what's up? That's hey, the only worry. person I don't want to let down. I take it back, Todd. I, I think Todd would like what you have okay, to good. say. Sorry, buddy. Hey, what's the what's you ever notice like during like a live televised event though, the announcers on TV, what's why do they whisper? Because they're within they're within hearing distance of the golfer and they don't want to distract him in his backswing or setup routine. You like the whole all the holes though? I mean, I figure yes. they're in like one spot and the golfers are like on the, like a totally other part no, of the course and they're like No, you're wrong. Uh, wait, wait, they have on course reporters following around certain groups. But uh, like the announcers aren't with all of the golfers. It's got to just be a vibe thing. Uh, well, I think it's a vibe thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like if they can't, if they're near the golfers on hole one, they're not near the golfers on hole nine. But they have different people on the course. They have like a reporter following but this I know, group. But, like, there's like the play by play. Isn't isn't there like a like isn't oh, there yeah. like two guys in the booth? Yeah, they're, those guys in the booth. They're not the ones who are like. I need to set up over this shot right here. No, they they give it like Jim Nance and whatnot, and and uh, you know they'll they'll they'll, t- they'll speak normally. I think it's just a vibe. They're just like, hey, well, you know, it's a very uh, boring and quiet sport, so we don't want to arouse anybody with uh, getting a little loud. Drew Grab Alive, who are you? On the approach. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's Virginia Mike. Hi, Virginia Mike. VA Mike. How y'all doing today? Was, uh, real good. Back in the studio with my buddy John, feeling great. Back. Yeah, you sound great, too. It's Thank really you. good. Thank you. Uh, I didn't want to go off topic because the sport, the, uh, the golf topic is so great, but just a quick Earnhardt story. Um, yeah. The commentators follow each group up and down each hole over they're assigned to. So, yes, they're actually behind each golfer. Like you just said, I didn't want to just, I was confirming what you said. But And Dale Earnhardt, Earnhardt got his career as one of those reporters that used to follow around the golfers, <laughs> if you didn't know. Earnhardt. The year after he died in the Richmond International Speedway, the first race, most of the crowd, and I think there's a couple hundred thousand people that go there, were yelling, "It should have happened to you, 24. Yeah. It should have happened to that, you." That was that was on the uh, that was that was in the documentary I watched. That after he died, yeah. people blame like Gordon didn't have anything to do with it. It's actually Sterling Martin who we want to be serious, but he, they yeah. blamed Gordon yeah. for it. Good lord! Yeah, yeah. and they, the resentment still like. For years, it was. It should have happened to Jeff Gordon. It oh, should not have happened man. to you. Over over racing yeah. rivalries. Yeah, but it, I, I honestly, this it didn't touch on this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I think it is. Please. First of all, he was from California. He was the the anti NASCAR guy. He was not from the South. He didn't look like it. And then. I think this is just the truth, and if you disagree, that's fine, but he was in that rainbow car, and he was a pretty boy, and he was the rainbow pretty warrior, yeah. and I think that that a, that a lot of homophobes yeah. in, in the deep south were able to look at him and go, hey, look at this rainbow war over here. He ain't a NASCAR guy. I think it was, I think it was, I think it was, they painted him as a, as a gay man, and, oh. and, and that's how they treated him. Holy cow. Well, thank you. Appreciate that very much. And uh, I had no idea that Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. And I used to, oh, I for sure had a, uh, I had, for sure at some point in my life had a, a, a Jeff Gordon peeing on a number three. I mean, no offense, Mr. Earnhardt. I, you know, I respect the greats. But. Uh, pardon my ignorance in asking this. Did the rivalry extend down to junior? Did he did he have beef with Jeff Gordon also? Not the same way. Oh. Not the same way. I mean, he was just starting to kind of come up. You know, I think he had some good finishes around that, but I, I don't think it ever really worked the same. And again, no offense, Dale Jr. never was able to do what his dad did. True. 
Drew Grubb alive. Hello. Do we still have NASCAR on this station? I hope so. Hey, what's up, Drew? It's Brad. How's it going? Hey, man. How are you doing? Uh, doing great, brother. I just qualified for the Gasparilla Invitational. Congrats. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, appreciate it. That's Palmasia, um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Nice course. And uh, I would love, it would be a dream come true if you and John were just following me in every single birdie putt I made. You guys just slam a beer and just throw it on the green. Like, that would be that would be a, a dream come true of mine, so I hope to see you guys out there. I, I get the feeling Palmasia might not celebrate that as much as they did out at the uh in the waste management open in phoenix well we're in with one of the pros not not nearly as as much obviously but dude honestly there's a lot it's free to the public to to come um they have uh i i don't know how much the beers are but they make it affordable for everybody and uh there's a lot of spectators there and they even have a grand actually like two or three grandstands throughout the course and there's a lot of people that show up brother do you do you know the uh the course protocol on butt chugging on the greens oh yeah 100 uh, percent. send it man you're good thank you we're gonna tell him you said we could do that seven two seven five seven nine one oh two five i can just see me out on the green face down ass up you're you're positioning the kong right in my you know flow and then we're just like oh yeah we were we were told this is okay one of the golfers in the tournament uh invited us and said this was no problem apologize drew got alive how can we help you hey how's it going what's up dude um say it's it's okay not not like to where they're just piling on, piling on, piling on, but I play golf and me and my buddies go out. We don't drink, but you know, we get a little rowdy out on the course. Yeah, rowdy's and, cool. Uh, rowdy and loud is awesome. I'm just when you have to delay it for fifteen, twenty minutes to clean all the beer all, all the bottles and cans off the green, um you know, it just seems like a safety issue to me. That's all. I like the rowdy element and the atmosphere. It just seems like somebody could get hurt, but yeah. nobody's gotten hurt yet. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, as long as no one's getting hurt, you know, cleanup crews are there. They, I mean, they're they're cleaning. Hell yeah. Well, they're put, you know, I mean, they're put, yeah, that's jobs. That's called job creation. We're building the economy here. Uh, you familiar with Hardcore Heaven 94, ECW? I'm not. Public Enemy versus New Jack and Terry Funk. Oh. New Jack and Terry Funk are starting to get beat down a little bit. Funkster Terry Funk, he starts coming back. He starts coming back. He turns to the crowd to ask somebody from the crowd to throw him a chair at, simultaneously at the exact same moment. The hundreds and hundreds in attendance all threw their steel chairs into the ring, uh, burying the wrestlers involved in the match. I didn't. I didn't hear anybody crying about that. Okay. Drew Grab alive. Hello. Who are you? Is that true? That really happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they real chairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety four. Hell of a year. Hello. Did y'all ever hear about uh, Earnhardt and Gordon when uh, they came across a cow with his head stuck in the fence? No. Earnhardt pulls his pants down. Cal licks him. Gordon says, man, I want to do that. Earnhardt says, go ahead. Ain't nobody looking. Jeff Gordon moved to Cal. Did you get it? Yeah. Can you? Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. So <laughs> Let me tell you a simpler version of that joke. Okay. Is, will, it inver- will, it, will it still involve Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon? You'll just have to fill in the blanks. Okay. Uh, two dudes are walking down the street and they see a dog licking his sack. One of them goes, man, I wish I could do that. The other one goes, don't you think you better get to know him first? Oh, okay. Okay. So Jeff Gordon wanted to perform, uh, fellatio. You taught me that on, on Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, according to that guy's clever joke. Oh man. It's one of the hottest jokes I've ever heard.